this is something we've all seen a huge benefit from just, I mean, it made all the difference in the world, kind of knowing your kids coming in. And then when I did see them live, I was like, oh, I, I know you, even though I've never seen you before. Like, I know all about you. The topic of today's podcast is remote and hybrid learning. Teacher insights with Trentino Parcells joining us from Colombia. Tech Talk for Teachers. Want to practice? Tech, tech Talk for Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark. I'm Paul Beckerman. And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are digital learning specialists. And we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote and blended learning. Education is our passport to the future. Our quote today is, technology is just a tool. In terms of getting kids to work together and motivating them, the teacher is the most important by Bill Gates. Rena, what resonates with you in this quote? Well, I love that quote because it's really talking about the teacher and teachers listen, coach, and mentor, which I believe is something a machine can never do. Um, They're able to make those personal connections, foster classroom community, build classroom culture. And I know we talked about this in our other episode, but also they love kids. Like there's true feeling, which a machine will never be able to do. And we can always remember how our teachers made us feel, even if like I personally can't remember some of the things some of my teachers taught me, but I definitely remember them and how they made me feel. I'm right with you, Rena. Don't <laughs> underestimate the value of a teacher. The teacher brings that life to the lesson. I mean, it just makes everything come alive when you have that dynamic teacher there that really connects with the kids. And we've really seen during COVID how much students miss their teachers. I think it's been sort of an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, students are like, I really miss school. I want to go back to school. I want to see my parent or my not my parents. I see my parents every day at home. I want to go to school and see my teacher. In fact, one of our elementary teachers just visited the home of two students in school for an episode of the school newscast. You should have seen their eyes light up when they saw him at their door. It was it just made your heart warm. They literally jumped up and down and cheered. <laughs> and uh, the fourth grader said what she missed most about school was seeing her teacher in person. It was it was pretty heartwarming. And speaking of teachers, Rena has something really exciting to share with us. So I'm super excited today because we're going to be engaging in our very first ever teacher interview on Tech Talk for Teachers. (laughs) So we are delighted to bring you teacher insight from teachers who are in the classroom actually experiencing and engaging in all the things that we've been discussing on this podcast. So I thought the best way to get started would be to interview someone who inspires me and someone I know really well. So that being said, I'd like to welcome my younger brother. Trent Parcells, and his students call him Mr. Trentino, which I think he might explain why in just a moment. And he is in his 10th year as an educator, and he currently is a fourth grade teacher at the Columbus School in Medellin, Colombia. And it's a K-12 private international school. So we'll get a little bit of perspective of actually how a pandemic is impacting globally. Um, He has previously worked in Mexico City, Mexico, and Phoenix, Arizona as a first grade teacher, second grade teacher, fourth grade teacher. And he's also been a girls high school basketball coach. (laughs) So lots of different perspective. Um, 
He has an undergraduate degree from Boise State University in Spanish language and literature and a master's degree from Arizona State University in K-8 elementary education. And as I said, he currently lives in Medellin with his wife, Sofia, and she is a first grade Spanish and English teacher. So we like to keep education in the family here. He's lived in five different countries, traveled to more than 30, and he loves to spend time going on adventures and traveling with his wife, Sophia, riding bikes, doing yoga, listening and making music. I happen to know he makes some really cool raps for his students about maps, and he plans, yep, on being a college professor in the future. So, right. And this is making us go international. <laughs> we are so excited to have you with us. So, hi, Trent. Hi, hi. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so this is a fun opportunity for me. Awesome. Welcome. <laughs> and should we call you, uh, well, it might be hard for me, Trent or Trentino? Um, well, my name's Trent. Uh, I got the name Trentino actually about 10 years ago. I was working in a, an Italian restaurant in Puerto Rico and I was a new worker and everybody's like, what's your name? And Trent, I tried to say it and use my Spanish accent. And <laughs> they were like, well, that sounds like tren, which is how you say train. And so one of my friend's mom was like, well, why don't you call yourself Trentino? Because you work at this Italian restaurant and it just kind of stuck. And now we're 10 years later and Trentino is a little bit easier to say in Spanish. And so that's what I go by. When I'm when I'm here, uh, go by Trentino. So love it. I do okay. too. That's awesome. So we're gonna just engage in some question and answer. So to get started, can you describe how your school has been set up during the pandemic? Um, well, the school right when the pandemic hit in March, we went full distance learning, um, and we're on the same schedule that most of the U.S. schools are in. So we finish our school year in June. And uh, right when we started, we kind of had live sessions. Um, we had asynchronous work. Um, it wasn't part of the curriculum or what we were doing, but I uh, started to do sort of small groups just where I connected with students. We didn't really do education. It was just talking. It was kind of tough for them in the moment, kind of not really sure what's going on. Uh, we had the summer break. And then when we came back, the school had uh, readjusted and we had teachers have given, given input and um, it was where we had synchronous lessons, whole class, I have 25 students per class, 24. Um, and we did a morning meeting and after meeting for 30 minutes. And then I had three small groups um, with kind of eight kids in each small group where we did a 40 minute. And that was sort of the academic lesson, whether it was a math or, or a reading lesson. Um, and then, you know, they had asynchronous work. I was kind of connected all day on the computer through um, chat with students and email. Uh, and that was kind of how... The school was set up. Then we went back to school where I saw half my class at school and the other half on the computer. And then um, there was a certain amount of students per class that decided they wanted to be fully at home. So they were just on the Zoom sessions. And I won't go into too many details, but we just got an update two days ago now that they're changing it again. So it's kind of up in the air <laughs> if we're going to be full distance or they had talked about full classes coming back. And so it's kind of up in the air in the moment. So we're not really sure what's going to happen next week when we start again. So it sounds like you're practicing that growth mindset. <laughs> Absolutely. And the flexibility of yoga. <laughs> and the mental flexibility. <laughs> so what have been some of your successes as you have experienced all of these different um, models of learning during this time? Goodness, you know, I've learned so many new skills that, I, I always knew we're out there, but I never really pursued because it just didn't, 
you know, help me in kind of how I, you know, being live and teaching. And we used a lot of um, technology, but now some of the new skills that I've learned with technology, how to reach students through a screen instead of kind of being there, you know, present, uh, some new skills of how to connect with students. You know, they come to class, you can just talk to them one-on-one right there. Whereas now I've sort of had to rethink, how am I going to connect with students? Oh, I need to send them messages or emails or, um, you know, so those are some of the new skills is, is the connecting the connecting piece and how I can use, you know, some of those technology things to still reach the students in, in a new way of learning that might have been different before when we were in the classroom. Yeah, that's cool. And you've mentioned that you've been in lots of different models now. I mean, you've been changing how you're teaching with the kids. So as you think about that, what do you what do you think of as the benefits and drawbacks now of, of distance learning? You know, this, it might come surprising. One of the benefits that I had this particular school year was we set it up that before we started school, we took the first week and I had a personal interview with every single family and their son or daughter that was in my class. And I worked at this school for, this is my fifth year. So I know a lot of other students, younger and older, and the brothers and sisters joined. And I had a chance to meet for 30 minutes, every family in my classroom. And so I actually connected more this year than I think any other year. I mean, there's been other years where certain parents, I didn't meet, you know, till two or three months into the school year. And I got to know the kids, what they like, things that they're interested in, kind of their favorite thing about school, the family dynamic, where their little uh, classroom at home is going to be set up. Is it in the bedroom, in the front room? Is it next to their brother, either by themselves? Do they have a computer, or an iPad, headphones? And, you know, that was one of the benefits is I really got to know my students. The drawback, I, I always think, is that my best skill as a teacher it was taken away from me, which is me being live, I'm animated, I jump up and down, I run around, we, you know, we, we draw on the floor with the whiteboard markers, and I wear different outfits every day. And, and, you know, that's the way to engage kids. And so I had to kind of recreate myself, you know, as one of my, I think, as one of my best skills as a teacher to, you know, reach those kids. I mean, me jumping up and down in my room and wearing crazy pants, they don't even get to see that. I think, it was a drawback, but also was like, you know, something that I, I kind of had to think about and, you know, adjust. And so I, got, I had to learn. And, you know, it was another thing I was able to learn new, you know, through the pandemic. It was an opportunity for me. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And I know that you <clears throat> one of the things you did was create some wraps because he shared it with my own kids and they they love Uncle Trent's cool map wraps. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a way to get him get him engaged. Um, and I know you, I know you guys talked about it before on the podcast and it, it was it took a long time to do them. But, you know, when I was done, it was like, OK, the kids are going to get to see, you know, their teacher in action, even though like he's not live, like this is who he is. And so it's kind of a way to kind of connect with them. Exactly. Yeah. I was just thinking if you had a dress up day, you could dress up as a jalapeno and you'd be Trentino the jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I never thought about that, but I, I, I need to write that down. I need to write that down. <laughs> and I love that idea of we always talk about doing, you know, before school starts, I, there are some districts or places they do home visits, but what an amazing idea you could do a virtual home visit with all of your students especially at the elementary level this is probably more common but that you could do that virtual home visit wouldn't that be nice if that just like changed instead of that you know that first few days you actually just got to meet with students individually that's kind of cool that's that's actually something we talked about on my fourth grade team I think I've been beneficial this year to be on 
a really epic, amazing, you know, one of the best teams ever. And we talked about that a lot. Like, hey, we really want to bring this to the table at the end of the school year and share like this, whether we're live or virtual, whatever the future brings. This is something we've all seen a huge benefit from just a 20 minute conversation with each family. I mean, it made, you know, all the difference in the world, kind of knowing your kids coming in. And then when I did see them live, I was like, oh, I, I know you, even though I've never seen you before. Like, I know all about you. So That's I, nice. I, yeah, very cool. So thinking forward, like what have been some of your challenges and have you found ways to overcome them? You've talked about this a little bit. Um, yeah, I think the challenge was, you know, like I said, kind of me having to adjust how I am as a teacher and, and some of the skills that I bring to the table. And then also sort of, you know, I think this is probably everybody's challenge was kind of getting kids motivated, keeping them engaged, you know, kind of keeping it new and exciting and, and showing them opportunities, you know, instead of just, okay, hi kids, we're here. Here's the lesson. I'm going to talk for five minutes. You fill out the worksheet and we're done. And, you know, obviously that doesn't work. I mean, you know, we know as you know, you try it once and you realize it doesn't work. And so that's been the challenge is trying to keep kids motivated. Um, and, Something I've had to overcome is being efficient with my time. Uh, <laughs> I think the first couple of weeks, you know, we were, I, I mean, everybody was putting in 12, 13 hour days. And I was realizing, you know, I can't spend 20 minutes thinking about how I'm going to put the little guy on the side of the slideshow intro with a little hat and, oh, let's put a, you know, a little C for Columbia. And I'm doing all the details. And I was like, okay, I can't spend an hour creating my little, Bitmoji trying to put them on each slide like that's not very efficient with my with my time so I've had to overcome that and you know I've been able to really knock down the time that I've been putting into creating lessons and creating ideas and creating you know using the tools online that I have to set up for the kids to to, to use. Nice. What other lessons have you learned? I mean, you talked about this connection with families, which I think is so powerful. What other connect? Um, learning have you had in this experience that you look forward to bringing back when we're post pandemic and we're back face to face with the students? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the technology, um, I've learned a lot of new skills of the technology and to try to be more going back to that more efficient piece, how to quickly create things that, you know, need to be created, but it, it more of just the creating process doesn't need to take 20 minutes. It can kind of be cut down. Um, and I've, I've, I don't know if this will continue because I know the school is constantly changing what's allowed and what's not. But, you know, something that I've done really well is just having it, the instant communication with students during the school day. You know, we're supposed to be there from eight to three, more or less. And, you know, always kind of being connected to my Google chat. And, you know, students would just say, oh, hey, Mr. Trentino, like, I didn't quite understand, you know, this part on the video. Oh, hey, do you want to connect real fast? Boom. Like, there they are on the screen. I kind of explain it. And and they go back. and some. Looking, you know, kind of that, like I said, that connection piece has, even though I've seen them less and they haven't been in the classroom, it's almost like we built the relationship outside of school, you know, and so now I can kind of, I'm, they know that I'm always there, you know, so I have students and, and I tell them, hey, I, I'm, in, I'm on duty during the workday, but I can try to be, you know, pendant or, or um, I can be aware of when, you know, if you're texting me. So I have students texting me in the afternoon, in the evening, and you know, just always like kind of connected, you know, I'm watching TV and they, Hey, Mr. Antino, I have a question about this and it's 6 PM and instantly I can, can respond and it kind of gets solved and they can kind of move on, you know, Hey, I need the password or I didn't understand this or, Hey, Mr. Trent, remind me of the website we looked at today. Um, and so that's been something that's been really nice that, you know, like I said, that connection piece, even though I 
don't get to see them. Like they know I'm always there, you know, and I know they're always there too. Cool. I'm going to have you jump in your time machine now, Trentino, <laughs> and uh, fly back about, mm, we'll go back nine or 10 months here. <laughs> what do you wish you would have known before this whole pandemic changed everything? Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, man. I, there's so many things. I, I think, um, you know, if I, I could have been more prepared right off the bat, uh, thinking about, you know, ways to engage and connect with students. I know, um, you know, it's kind of tough to say it and admit it, but, you know, when we first started, I, I was really, and I think a lot of people were trying to bring what was in the classroom directly to the computer. And so I'm thinking, oh, I'm in the classroom. And as I mentioned before, I'm jumping up and down and using three colors on the, on the whiteboard and having kids talk to their partner and they're, you know, writing on a piece of paper and, you know, everyone's kind of engaged. And so, you know, I'm trying to do the exact same thing on the computer and I'm looking, I'm like, Hey, uh, hey, you're, wait guys, no one's paying attention. Like, what? <laughs> and then I kind of kept, you know, and I realized, Oh, well maybe the lessons, you know, it's kind of boring. You're, you're excited and bouncing around in your chair, but that's not the same as in the classroom. So I think, you know, some of the skills that I've used now through technology and, and kind of not, you know, I can't talk for 10 minutes straight and expect anybody in the Zoom call to be there. Yep, yeah, Mr. Trentino, I really understand. I really like this. No, that's not a reality. Really. <laughs> you can do that in the classroom. And so, you know, I think kind of being skilled in that, you know, teaching in a whole different world and knowing how to kind of use the computer and use its advantages of technologies. And you can show a short video and have them go into different breakout rooms and, and, and have them, you know, use the chat instead of, I mean, the first couple of days, it was just me talking and I'm expecting them to just listen to me talk for 10 minutes. And that didn't happen. <laughs> Great point. I mean, we can't just recreate, right? We have to reinvent. And Absolutely, that, yeah, exactly. Huge mind shift there. And it take, mm -hmm. you know, we had, we have to realize that. that that's cool. Great insight. You said too that you kind of been introduced to a lot of technology that maybe you didn't have as much of a chance to use before. We have a section in our podcast called Tool Talk. So we are going to let you kick us off with that. What's what's a tool that you have discovered that you really like? Um, so we're a Google-based school. Um, I love a lot of the Google tools. I used a lot of those before for myself to create stuff to use in class that didn't necessarily involve student participation with the same tool. Um, but one tool I've really fell in love with, well, especially during distance learning is um, Jamboard. And the way that Jamboard works, it's almost kind of like a digital whiteboard that you can, and you can have it where you just create a Jamboard. Um, it's almost kind of like just white. It's like a, basically like a white piece of paper and you can just put digital stuff on it. So I can create a lesson using Jamboard and, and show it to the class. Um, I can have in, uh, participants, so I can have kids where they can view it. So then I can put them in different breakout rooms in like groups of two, and they can kind of go through um, the slides because they have access, or they can also edit as well. Um, and so we use that a lot for kind of our morning meeting. Each morning we'd check in, I'd have a question, whether it was, you know, tell me your favorite color or, Hey, what did you do yesterday? What are you excited about today? Show me your favorite soccer team, a picture. And kids, you know, can be on the Jamboard and I can share my screen. And it's a way that everybody in the class can kind of participate at, at the same time. And so people are adding photos and they're putting diagrams. There's a draw tool. You can add words if you want. You can do little sticky notes of different colors. 
And you can have, you know, different slides where um, I had a, a lesson where, you know, students had to kind of do a research, um, research about something and then talk within their group and then, you know, kind of write a summary with pictures and, and stuff. And, you know, I kind of brought the whole class together and, and explained the, the lesson. And then I put them in separate rooms and they were all on this one jam board, but on like a different slide. And so, you know, group one's on page one, group two's on page two. And I had about eight groups and I'm able to bounce around from room to room. I can bounce around from group to group, even though, you know, I can't talk with the group because they're in their own room, but I can see what they're putting and I can bounce to other rooms and say, hey guys, like you're, you know, look at question two, maybe check out what group three is doing. And so they can go back and see what group three and like see live what's going on. And then they can kind of add. And so it's a very cool tool that's very interactive, um, super easy for kids to use, very basic. I mean, it's basically like a white page. There's kind of five options on the left of draw, out a picture, write. And, you know, you can put pictures, you can turn them. And it's really easy, I think, um, for the kids to use and, and very interactive. And so that's been something that I know in my class we use that like I said, you know, every, pretty much every day at some point, that's a tool that, that I use, whether it's for teaching, whether it's for student engagement, whether it's for a student, you know, to work individually or in groups. Um, and, and that's one I really kind of been using a lot. So I love that you, you use that for collaboration and use a simple tool in a lot of complex ways that I think that's some of the most powerful technology we have. Simple tool, but complex thinking. Yeah, I don't think we even need to add anything else. He pretty much went over it all. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great tool. And yeah. by the way, if you're looking for a group to follow, Jamboard for Teachers, I think is the name of group on Facebook, to get ideas and people are sharing templates. It's a great way to see how it's being used out there. Yeah, that's really exploded. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the last, yeah. one last thing is that you said you can share it. So I would make a lesson and then I'd share with my teachers and they'd make a copy and share with the students. And so, you know, I create one lesson and all of a sudden, the 125 fourth graders are all using the same lesson, but they have their own copy and they can like share with each other. So it's very dynamic for kind of any sort of tool, any, any way that you want to use it. Nice. Cool. Well, we have another section of the podcast. Yeah, what time? It is that one thing. So what Ooh. is our one takeaway from our conversation with Trentino tonight? We're going to start with his older sister, Rena. What's your one takeaway? Well, to be honest, my one takeaway is that my brother's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> I, I mean, as, as he's talking and he's, trust me, he's been like this his whole life. He used to bounce in the car. He can barely, he's like hitting the microphone. He's bouncing up and down. But uh, as always, I'm impressed. And just having this conversation was really fun. And I'm proud of you. And it was, I love hearing what you're doing. So that's my takeaway is just how great you are. And I'm lucky to be part of your family. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we have really enjoyed having you on, Trentino. And um, I am just struck by how much teaching is teaching, no matter mm -hmm. where you're doing it. You know, I, I love getting a perspective of you teaching in Columbia at an international school, a different place, a different, you know, different area. But there's so many similarities that bond us all together. Absolutely. One of them being relationships and connection. I, th I almost wanted to tick off how many times you said connection, Trentino, which really warmed my, my heart, because it really is. It's about relationships, isn't it? And the investment we make there, I thought it was so nice to hear your story of how that paid off. And then the lessons learned with that, to be able to bring that back when we are post-pandemic, I thought was pretty powerful. 
Absolutely. Community and connections matter no matter where you are in the world. And actually, there was a connection that we found out about before the podcast started. Trentino was sharing that he told some of my dad jokes to some (laughs) other people. That was amazing. Goodness. (laughs) So I have another dad joke. Why was the gingerbread man robbed? Oh, goodness. Because of the dough. (laughs) Because of his dough. (laughs) We almost made it to the end before. (laughs) I know, but this one was one of Arena's favorites that that never made the cut last time because we told it after the recording. But what did the gingerbread man put under his blanket? Oh, goodness. A cookie sheet. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not remember that? <laughs> no, really, we we appreciate you being here. I appreciate that you told retold some of my jokes. I, that's I, that's I, like a. <laughs> I'm, fa- I'm famous for the bad. No, I wouldn't call them bad. Sorry, I'm famous for, for the funny. <laughs> you know, people are kind of like, wait, what is that joke, or what are you saying? So, <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate them. Well, we appreciate you and appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much. And uh, for those of you listening, please tune in in future podcasts because we will have some more guests in weeks to come. So we hope to see you for that. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org where you can explore tech tips, grab-and-go lessons, templates, and videos that will help you bring remote learning to life. We want to hear from you, so let's continue the conversation. Join us each Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central for live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote and hybrid learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for Teachers. We will discuss your responses on future podcasts. You can also call us and leave a message at 858-223-8999. Please share your comments or feel free to ask us a question. Once again... That's 858-223-8999. We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers. Thanks for listening and have a great week. And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do. You make a difference.